You're now listening to Free the Tongue Podcast, brought to you by English Language Development Services, the podcast for non-standard, non-native English speakers in multicultural and international workplaces. I'm your host, T. Let's get into it. Hi, guys, and welcome back to episode six, Edutech, Education in the Future. Now, I went back and forth for this episode's name, quite frankly, because I thought it sounded a bit corny. But that's exactly what we'll be talking about today. How education is being used to make, or sorry, how technology is being used to make education more accessible to fulfill a need within society. So I'm really excited to introduce my guest today, Pamela Butler, Ed D. Is that how you say it, Ed D? It's, 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 it's really just Dr. Pamela Butler. EDD means uh, Doctor of Education. So. Okay, okay. So I, I knew what it meant, but I never um, heard anyone say the degree. So thank you for that clarification. No Dr. Pamela Butler. Okay. Um, and Pamela is the director of classroom support for what I'd say is one of the leading alternative education educator preparation programs, Michigan Teachers of Tomorrow. And I say that from experience. I've actually been working with teachers of tomorrow on the consumer side for the past two or three years now. And I was in contact with them a bit before I was admitted into the program. And I can honestly say I've had nothing but support and guidance along the way. So true from my heart, you know, this is Free the Tongue podcast. I have had amazing experiences with this program. And that's why I am so excited to have you here with me today, Pamela. Could you, so could you tell us, a little bit about what you do as the director of classroom support? Absolutely. Thank you so much, T. It's really an honor to be here. Um, I've been with a company a little, almost a year now, but um, just a little bit of my background. I was in public education in Texas and pardon my Texas dialect, um, but I was a public educator in Texas for 36 years. Uh, I was an elementary teacher, elementary principal, then I opened a 612 charter school with a focus on international studies. And then I was executive director of secondary schools in a district of about 34,000 kids in Houston. And so then I retired, but not really. I mean, I played for a year, but then uh, I have a friend that is the director of curriculum and instruction in Kachira with Teachers of Tomorrow at the corporate office here in Houston. And she called and asked me to do a project where we videotaped teachers, <clears throat> exemplary teachers, and edited the footage uh, such that we could embed examples, live examples or filmed examples of good instruction uh, in our online curriculum. And I did that. It was just an amazing experience. And I got to know the curriculum uh, that you went through and all of our teachers go through. And it's just exceptional. And then uh, after that, the organization was applying for national accreditation for teacher preparation programs, which was a huge deal because it is an alternative certification program. And um, typically those are university programs. So this was very unique, a very huge challenge. And they asked me to facilitate that work. And it took a couple of years. Um, and uh, we did find out in January we are nationally accredited, which is we're so excited about. Wow. But um, as a part of that process, I got embedded in the company. I had to. I had to learn everything about the company. I had to meet everybody. I organized study groups. We wrote a self-study. We, you know, it was just a lot of work, but really exciting. And I fell in love with the company. 
And then um, it's just full of very uh, high energy, highly dedicated people that really the goal is to produce great teachers for the children in this country because we need that desperately. And uh, so then I, they offered me this job to be director of classroom support. So what do I do? Well, I work with our field supervisors and we have about 200 in Texas and then about another hundred scattered among our seven other states, Michigan being one of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are the people that go out and observe our teachers during their, we call it their internship year, their internship year or years. In your case, it was three years um, and uh, three times the first year in Michigan and then two times uh, the second and third year. And so I work with the field supervisor. So we, we provide training on how to be a good coach to our teachers, what a field supervisor's role is. It is not that of the principal. It's a, to support what the principal wants, of course, and what the district and the state wants. But, but it's really just this great person that comes in and, and observes and gives feedback. Uh, these are highly uh, educated, highly experienced educators. Many of them, not all, but many are retired or they're current administrators. So they have a ton of experience uh, working and coaching teachers. And so I work with them and just support them. And then also end up, as you know, working with interns sometimes. And I also work with principals sometimes. Uh, but for the most part, I'm working with a field, the field supervisors. So it's very rewarding. And it wow. gives me an opportunity as, you know, once you, you know, once you love, I mean, I love education. I, I just love it. It's in my blood. And it was, I couldn't imagine not continue. I just love to work and I love to contribute. And still in my way, ultimately it's trickling down and helping our children in this country. So. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just want to point out, you can feel your love for education. Just <laughs> listening to you, hearing you talk, it just gets me so excited because I have that same passion in me. And so hearing that in another, it's just, you know, awesome. And yeah. I want to, I also want to point out guys, I hope you heard everything she said. Listen to her again. Listen to this again, because she is telling you all these different pathways to consider as we are going through our careers as educators. You know, there are so many different things and routes that you can take and edutech is the way of the future. And I, I also want to add to that as well. That's something that I experienced, just how talented, it has it, blown my mind, how talented the educators within Michigan's Teachers of Tomorrow, but as you heard, it's not just in Michigan, it's also in Texas and a few other states that you can see by just Googling and checking out their web, uh, website, uh, Teachers of Tomorrow, but I'm specifically... <laughs> Or thank you. <laughs> um, I say I'm going to talk about Michigan a lot, though, because I'm in Michigan. Yeah. But um, going through the program from the consumer side as a teacher who found out after graduating university that teaching is my passion. How much talent is actually in this program? Like my uh, the field supervisor I work with, and I'm just sharing this uh, to you guys out there. It, her name is Michelle. She's amazing, and just hearing her experience and the pathway she took to uh, find her way there, I'm honored to work with her. So they truly have talent in this company, and that says a lot because the educational field is missing that, and there are a lot of places. So I definitely have my reasons why I think you guys are the best alternative education preparation program, but I'd like to hear what do you think makes, uh, makes you guys stand apart? Well, I think, um, you know, well, first of all, I did go through a four year university program and, you know, when I graduated from college or when I entered college back up a few more years, um, there weren't as many options for, for women 
as there are now. I mean, now the door is wide open and there's so many options about what career you want to go in. Um, and so, but when I was starting out, it was nursing or teaching or maybe accounting, but, but now it's so different and it's just very exciting. So what we're seeing is that um, millennials and then the follow-up generation, you know, they, they don't necessarily, they're not sure what they want to do, but a lot of times they'll decide to go with a passion. Is it science, math, technology? Do they want to uh, have a degree in English? Do they want to um, maybe become a lawyer and study criminal justice? I mean, the, the, as I said, the opportunities are just everywhere for all women and men. And, and these generations will shift gears and maybe careers several times over the span of their working years. So if, you know, four year university programs, if you know what you want to do and you, you know you want to go into teaching, they're a phenomenal programs. So I, I went through University of Texas in Austin, fantastic education program. But for what we, we target are career changers, people that have had another career and they decide, you know what, I, I want to do something else. I want to give back more. I want to be more fulfilled. I want to help, you know, serve our, my community in a different way, uh, become a public servant and, you know, give back and so on. So that's our, that's the group that we target. Now, one of the things that makes our program the most attractive is that it's, it's a very low cost to get started. So it's, um, $295 up front. And then you have to, uh, there's a phase one where you, and you know this, you can speak to it probably better than I can T, but you know, you have to have 180 hours of pre-course work and pedagogy and classroom management, you know, the basics of education. You have to pass a content exam for whatever uh, licensure you're seeking. Um, and then, um, and then there's some, in some states, you have to do some observations of classrooms. It depends on what state you're in. But, um, and then once you do that, you can apply to get your certification from your state to get a job. And then on our side, we make sure that you've done all those things. We have advisors that are there to advise you along the way throughout your program but for sure in the beginning to make sure you've got all your ducks in a row to apply for your your uh, temporary licensure or whatever it's called in whatever state you're in to get a job. And then once you get a job, that's when you start getting a salary. That's when you start paying for your program. So that is very attractive to some people, you know, unlike a university where you pay for your tuition along the way and they don't tell you, oh, you, you don't have to pay us anything until you get your first teaching job. I mean, you're paying tuition along the way. So this is very attractive because, you, you know, we're seeking career changers that have a, a, a bachelor's degree, have a minimum GPA. They've been through a four year accredited university and then they decide they want to teach. And all they have to do is pay $295 up front apply to the program and take that the phase one the hours on the pre-work i say and then you get hired and we have advisors that advise you on where the needs are in terms of getting a job it would be unusual unless you really weren't you know a qualified individual in which case we wouldn't want you in the program anyway but it would be unusual that you wouldn't be able to find a job when you're ready to find a job and because there is such a teacher shortage everywhere and our advisors can advise you on where the jobs are um, and then and then it, once you start teaching it's 350 a month and in Michigan it's spread out over three years or 15 months actually it's 15 months after you get hired and then and you're doing this coursework um, in the evenings on the weekends um, during your your teaching and then you have the field supervisor that comes in and is giving you support. You have advisors available to advise you along the way. The curriculum is awesome. We have a curriculum team that can help you if you're having issues with a course. And then you're also getting support from your principal and at whatever support systems are in place for new teachers in the school where you're teaching. So there's just tons of support 
for you as you're embarking on your teaching career. And um, so I think that, and the other thing I would say is our program is, is one of the most diverse programs in the nation in terms of who is in our program. Um, 40, almost 50% of our teachers that are going through the program are people of color. And that is a huge celebration for us because wow. that's, we think it's very important that kids in school see people that look like them. And, um, you know, our schools are very diverse and, and, you know, yeah. some of our teachers are in, in classrooms where there's 15 languages being spoken and, um, you know, just all different cultures. And to us, that is so exciting because these, this is the future of our nation. And these are the kids that are going to be, you know, leading our country, running our country someday. And so, and our country doesn't run well if we don't have great teachers preparing those people. So um, all in all, it's, it's just a super opportunity and it's a way for people to give back. And many of our, of our teachers that are, you know, in the program are working in schools, in communities where they came from, in many cases. I know that's true a lot in Texas. And that's um, true for me. I mean, yeah. um, I grew up about 30 minutes away from here, but the culture, mm -hmm. everything, it's all the same. So yeah, I fall into that category. Yeah. And so that's another piece that it's an opportunity for people to to go back to where they came from, to their roots, if they if there are jobs there and and serve that community. So I know last summer when when we were working on the accreditation process, or maybe it was two summers ago, and um, we have in Texas we have these uh, job fairs that we sponsor for because our program in Texas is huge. I mean that's where we started. Uh, 15, 16 years ago and uh, we have um, like this, this year we had 8,000 uh, people going through our program just this last school year and there's wow. 70,000 uh, 70, teachers currently teaching in Texas that have gone through our program so we have these job fairs that we sponsor and we bring in school districts from all over the region that we're in you know Texas is so huge like Michigan but anyway I was just so blown away by all these people that were starting our program and trying to get a job and their enthusiasm and they were so excited to be a teacher and to serve and, and, and the diversity of the crowd of people going through the program and, and many of them were seeking opportunities in communities where they grew up or near where they grew up so they could serve in that, in that capacity. So, wow. you know. It's a very, very rewarding career. Very rewarding. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening. I am, maybe I'm being biased, but I am being biased for a reason. This company is amazing. You heard her yourself. 50%, we know right now, even in my district, my district is one of those districts where there's a shortage of teachers of color. So you can see the social impact that this company is having on our society. And you know, just from a teacher's point of view, I do also want to add in a couple of things. One, please know that just because teachers are getting certified through an alternative route does not mean they are not bringing the talent. Oh, I no. am telling you, no. uh, my principal, uh, the vice principal at my school, who was also certified through an alternative uh, teaching program, is now working at one of the top schools in our area. So these things happen it, in no way. I think um, sometimes, and this is, you know, I'm not trying to say anything too much about university, but I have had friends who have went through these traditional um, teacher preparation programs and they have left the teaching feel because of their experiences because they did not have they did not feel that there was an environment 
that was supportive of their culture or supportive of what they could bring, finding the talents that they could bring to the field and how they can share their experiences. And this is something that's really big to my heart because my background is in sociology and it goes into what I want to talk about next because I think one of, oh, okay. So there's two things I want to say next. So one of the biggest things that I think puts um, alternative certification programs uh, like Michigan's Teacher of Tomorrow on the map is the cost, which you talked about 100%. I mean, there is no secret education inflation is through <laughs> the roof right now. Um, and two, finding those environments, as I was saying before, where they can bring their background. So, you know, I came from a sociology background where I was studying anthropology, sociology, psychology, and wondering, okay, how can I use that in the world? And the teaching field is the perfect place <laughs> to use that. That is society. That is a cornerstone of society. So, you know, these alternative routes uh, are allowing people from all sorts of uh, backgrounds. I, I have engineering friends who got their undergrad degree in engineering and then found that they love teaching. And because of programs like Michigan's Teachers of Tomorrow, they're now able in an affordable way to make those career changes and bring the knowledge from their discipline into the classroom with them. So when you're saying, uh, you know, I, I see on Facebook a lot, there are some parents who will say things, oh, students aren't learning about business. They're not learning about finances. Um, when you get a teacher from a different um, discipline within university, mm -hmm. yeah, they are. Because I know I taught my kids. My kids uh, in third grade had a company where we had a goal of making $100. And we made that. We went through the ads process. We went through... Um, figuring out what your clients would like. So we made postcards and we said, okay, what should we put on the postcards? Okay, we did surveys. What are you interested in? What things would you like to see on the postcards within our school? So, so when you have teachers coming from all of these different backgrounds and now mm -hmm. having the opportunity without having to pay thousands and thousands. I think mm -hmm. it would cost maybe 20,000. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, to go through the university. And that's a barrier. When you take down that barrier, you get a lot more talent from places you might not have expected it. Exactly. And I'll just speak to that to, to, to reiterate what you just said. But from my, my standpoint, I was a principal, okay? And so I hired um, you know, people that, and particularly when I was, when I opened that school focused on international studies, but I high, I love to hire people that were going through alternative certification programs. And I, I was hiring people from this program in Texas, um, because I knew the quality of it. And I loved all that, all that the, those people brought to our, our students, our staff, uh, we had experts all over the map and whatever we were talking about or problem solving as a faculty um, or a project we wanted to do for the school. I mean, we had such expertise across the spectrum um, that, that these people that had had another career and had chosen, I mean, one of the men I hired had been this phenomenal, like famous engineer in India. And he and his wife, he was, he was in his sixties and he and his wife moved to Houston because they were aging and they wanted to be closer to their children. And he had retired and he decided, I'm not, I want to continue to give back. And he went through this program and he became a, a math teacher, high level math teacher for um, our IB students. And what he brought to that classroom was phenomenal and his knowledge and his experiences and you know the app you know that when kids always ask why do i have to learn this <laughs> he would explain why do you have to learn this um 
So yes, there's just, I mean, and I'm not knocking for your programs because they're great and I'm a product of one, but, um, but I think it's, it's important that there are choices for people. There are options for people. And again, we target those people who have changed, want to change their career and, and, and be a teacher and be a great teacher. And, and so I think it's just wonderful that that option is available to people such as yourself or the others that are going through our program, that they had something that was cost effective and still high quality mm -hmm. um, that they could conceivably do while shifting to a new career. So, mm -hmm. And I just want to add emphasis on the high quality portion mm -hmm. of that uh, because I, I've really just been astounded, especially, like I said, working with Michelle and just getting that sort of support and at that level. So mm -hmm. definitely emphasis there. And so now moving on to our next question, we talked a little bit about it, but I guess I will ask you, is there anything else that you would like to add as contributing factors to why people might be choosing these alternative routes to education? I don't think I really have that much to add. I, I think that, you know, there is such an extreme teacher shortage, you know, and I know, I mean, that's why we started in Texas and, um, and then we we're now in Nevada, Arizona, Michigan, Indiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and Alabama, and we're applying for Ohio and um, one other. I've lost it for a second, but anyway, um, I, you know that people know that that there are options. If you, if particularly this last school year, I mean, people lost their jobs because of, of the pandemic, and they were looking for alternatives, and and so there was just, and then many people retired from education because they were worried about getting sick or they had family members that were vulnerable and they didn't want to, you know, expose their family to COVID, all those kind of factors so that we had a ton of vacancies. And so again, just to, to know that there's something out there if you think you want to do it. But I will say that what, another good piece about this program is that because of the pre-work that you have to do before you even start teaching and you have to pass your content exam, you have to take the 180 hours of, you know, pedagogy, classroom management, other basics of education. You can decide right then and there, whoa, wait just a second. This is not for me. I don't think I could handle, I, this is a lot harder. It's a lot harder to be a teacher than some people think it is. And mm -hmm. so, you know, mm -hmm. you have an opportunity right then and there after only putting down $295 to say, nope, I've decided I don't want to do it. Um, so I like that part of it that they don't, they're not in highly invested financially and yet they've had some investment in time to figure out if this is something that is really for me, because mm -hmm. as if it's not for you, then we shouldn't have you here because it is hard work. It is, you know, we don't get, mm -hmm. we don't get wealthy being teachers and that's okay. We get wealthy maybe not financially, but in other ways. What because, we give, what we you know, give to society. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's such, such, such societal work. Mm -hmm. If you want to go into advocacy or, mm -hmm. you know, make any sort of impact or have any sort of give back in any sort of way, teaching is one of the best ways to do that. Well, it is. And, you know, you, we all had those special people in our background, teachers that we remember and, you mm -hmm. know, and, and that you try to, you know, do what they do for your current students, what you learn from those teachers or what you felt when you were in those classrooms. And, you know, and then, and then you really have a lifelong impact. I mean, I still mm -hmm. uh, keep in touch with a lot of my former students from uh, when I had uh, that six to 12 school, the high school, because I had those kids for uh, seven years. So, and it was a small school and I knew them and I knew their families and, um, I still keep in touch with them. I mean, and um, they're and through social media. Thank goodness. That's a good thing about social media. And mm -hmm. uh, they're having babies and families. And, um, you know, so you build lifelong relationships. And some still reach out now, years later, to ask my opinion or um, ask me to write a letter of recommendation or what do you think I should do about this? Or I want you to know I'm getting married. Or, you know, just 
So it's, it's just this long-term relationship um, that you have with people that you've given so much to, but they also give a lot to us mm-hmm. too. They do. Mm-hmm. So. And what I, what I would like to add, you know, just to give a little bit more perspective and put the spin of what we do here at Free the Tongue and with English Language Development Services is help people who have been marginalized by their English speaking skills. And Mm -hmm. so for me, this program also offers that pathway through barriers that might affect me because of my race, class, gender, or language. You know, as we talked about before and you were saying this program, 50% of them are the teachers. I think think it's actually, I think it's actually maybe 46, 47%, but it's it's close to 50%. Yeah, Yeah. but that's still outstanding, you know? So to have that is just, I, I think for people of color, it's great to hear that. I think it gives that comfort and just allows us to feel a bit more, that we're coming into a safe uh, environment, which is something that as a woman of color, I do have to think about and Mm -hmm. is often on my mind. And I found a study, even though there's countless done uh, that have been done, there was a study done by the Michigan Department of Education that found that although there has been a decrease of teachers in the field overall, there was a large decrease. The largest decrease was among Asian and black teachers in Michigan. And I work right now um, in a district where predominantly the students are black and Hispanic. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I think of going through the education system, not that anyone couldn't teach anybody because I strongly believe that um, Mm -hmm. I've taught in Europe where I was the only black person in the school, you know, (laughs) uh, teaching. So I believe that anyone can teach anywhere, but I think it's also something to be said when students of color are going through school and they're not ever being educated by anyone or they have very few opportunities to be educated by someone who looks like them, who shares their culture and understands it. So I really, I just want to add that I also think that's um, another highlight to what you guys are doing here with your program. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) All right, so... I think that this will be the second to last question. Okay. okay. Um, with with all that being said, what would you say is the secret sauce to Michigan Teachers of Tomorrow's success as an alternative educators program? So I got I, I found on a website that you guys have been operating for twelve years, but that could have been just um, in Michigan. You said uh, sixteen, I believe. Well, no, we've been operating for 16 years okay. in, in Texas. Okay. And then, and then Michigan, um, we in Michigan, we have the largest, it's second number of, I mean, second largest uh, state of our, of our programs to Texas. Oh. So um, the Michigan Department of Education has been great to work with. Um, I, I haven't personally done that work, but we have people on, in the company that do you know, work with state legislators and Department of Eds and so forth, um, and and really try to solve the teacher shortage problem together. Mm-hmm. And Michigan has been very easy to work with, is what I've heard, and um, and really is seeking ways to to get creative and how to bring more people into the profession um, and not be so dependent on people coming out of four year programs because. Quite frankly, they're not producing enough for the number of teachers that are needed. So, mm-hmm. um, so they they've really just kind of let's let's solve this problem together, and they've been very easy to work with. And 
Um, you know, because when we go into a state, of course, we have to work with that state. What are, what, what do they want us to do? Um, what program do they want us? What does the program need to look like in that state? So since we started in Texas, when we go into another state, our program in that state will look similar to what we do in Texas, because here by now it's kind of a well-oiled machine and we've had lots of experiences. But then we also, every state has their own nuance on the requirements for their uh, ed preparation program. So we have to make some tweaks, of course, in the curriculum or, you know, the internship period is varied across the states, the number of observations they have to have by field supervisor, all those, you know, little nuances. But but Michigan, I think uh, we fulfilled the need. Um, and, and then, of course, the nature of the program, which we've already talked about, the, the cost and how to get in and all those kind of things. But at the same time, producing a high quality teacher in the end mm-hmm. and, and to serve our children in this country. And that's the goal. And that's always been the focus, you know, I mean, um, ed- alternative education programs are typically for profit companies, but, you know, they're, they're wanting to serve in our country and serve our kids and our nation and believe that's the mission. And we have to have the very best teachers for our children. And, um, and that's what our goal is, is to produce those teachers. So, um, and Michigan is huge. I mean, it's all spread out. And yeah. I've learned this year there's a thumb and a. Mm-hmm. Yep, the yep. in. <laughs> yes. And, um, and our field supervisors, fortunately, another thing that's been great about Michigan is they've allowed us to do uh, our field supervisors to do their observations virtually. So that has helped us tremendously because we're able, you know, we, we've got. So a couple of field supervisors way up north, but yet they have may have interns in and Detroit or you know somewhere in the south, and uh, that you can still have great relationships even if you're not in person. And we've got that flexibility; they've allowed us to do that. Our other states as well, but Michigan was the leader in that and letting us do that. So that helps us serve our interns better because we can't possibly, we don't have enough field supervisors to get to every corner of the state. Mm-hmm. It's such a big state and they're all, all the interns are all spread out. So mm-hmm. all of our teachers are spread out. So that's been great to work with them on that. So it's just been a wonderful state to work with and the needs great and we've solved a problem. We're still working on it. There's still a huge need, but, and we're, we're trying to recruit more people to come into the program. Uh, there's we have a you know marketing department that does a lot of marketing in Michigan, trying to encourage people to get into the program. Um, and um, so, but yeah, we solved a problem together. We're solving it, right? <laughs> and I, you know, I just want to say from the teacher side of everything, for me, it's your level of professionalism, extremely professional company. I just love like how you guys handle things, even if things happen and go wrong these folks handle it with professionalism guys um and your ability like you said the talent to acquire Mm -hmm. those forward thinking people and i cannot express enough for someone like me i'm gonna go where i think i can learn i actually uh gave up a scholarship because I wanted to learn under the principals at my current school uh, because I saw them as talent more than I wanted to just get money to pay for my school. So there are those people who are out there where what you have, what you bring to the table, and those are going to be those passionate people, those dedicated people who really care is going to be more important than, oh, okay, well, you know, the university is asking or offering you a free scholarship if you go through one of, you know, their programs. So that leads me to our final question. And this is something I actually talk about a lot. I've been saying this, um, I've been talking about this question even years before I, you know, I even scheduled this, um, interview but i was wondering do you think it's possible that we will come to a point when more people are choosing alternative education programs like michigan teachers of tomorrow than university 
for their education. And and I mean, besides, besides obvious current barriers such mm-hmm. as needing a degree. And I think that's something that should be happen. I think you should go to university oh, yeah. and go through a discipline. Um, mm-hmm. But then when you get to that portion where you get the prep, where you need to be in class and you need to be actually in the field, do you think we will maybe start seeing people choosing to go with more alternative education programs? You know, that's an excellent question. I think, um, and I don't basically, I don't have the answer, but I'll I'll just, you know, I've been around a long time and I I do remember when in Texas alternative certification programs first started and it was about 16 years ago or shortly before we started. And um, there was so much resentment from universities about alternative Oh my God. I bet. I had had colleagues. uh, I was a principal and I had colleagues that uh, I remember our school district in Houston. You know, Houston is the most, most people don't know this, the most diverse city in the nation. Okay. And so we were having a teacher shortage and we were, you know, we didn't have enough people and, and demographics were changing and we needed, you know, people of color to be entering the program and so such as that. So here. Uh, I think, you know, I remember our school district part, partnered with Teachers of Tomorrow in, in Houston and as a way to find, again, like in Michigan, to solve this shortage problem and to, ha- to look at ways to diversify our teacher pool. And so, um, you know, I think there was a lot of resentment. And then uh, I had principal friends that would not hire people that were coming out of an alternative certification program, despite the fact that they did have a bachelor's degree in something and they did have to pass a content test and they did have to do all this Mm pre-work and the support, they wouldn't look at them. And now I think we, uh, people are scrambling for our teachers, our people that are going through our program because the, just, just like anything else that's new, just like I opened a charter school. Well, I mean, when they first started, oh my God, there was so much resentment from mm-hmm. traditional schools. You're stealing our good kids, all that, even though we didn't do that at my school, but things are changing for that too. So it just takes time. And if you have a quality program, um, in this case, an educator prep program, your reputation will begin to sell it. And, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's what's happening. And just like when we started uh, going to other states in 2006, our reputation is starting to grow as another way to be a teacher. It doesn't mean, I used to say Mm -hmm. to my faculty when we had this district charter school, we're not better. I don't want y'all to go out there and say, even though we kind of thought we were. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I don't want you all to go out there and ever say that we're better. We're different. We offer mm-hmm. we offer a different choice for families, mm-hmm. and so once I that ha- I had that kind of epiphany that you know there needs to just be choice in ways you can get to the end. Powerful, powerful. You know, there's no. It doesn't mean that one is better necessarily. We serve a different group of people that, and we love that, and we celebrate the group of people that go through our program because we do think they bring a wealth of knowledge to the classroom because of their past experiences. But that's one way to become a teacher. So Mm -hmm. I think, I do think though that there may be a trend to answer your question in terms of going back to what I said earlier, you know, kids coming out of high school now, there's so many choices. There, it's hard to decide what you want to do. So they're thinking, well, I'll, I'll do this for, I'll get a degree in this and I'll do this for a while. And then I'm, I may do this for a while. And so then I may, well, maybe mm-hmm. I want to become a teacher. So I think the fact that our programs are succeeding and now people see it as a viable option for a, a second or third career. Um, I think, I think we may see more of that because you know, again, my generation, 
we we tended to stay the same route the whole way through. Whatever you chose in college, you stayed in that. Mm. Uh, it's not the case anymore. And not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I think that's very exciting. I think, you know, as a as an educator, I'm also a continuous learner. Mm-hmm. So I always want to learn about other things and grow. And even though I've stayed in this profession a long time, I've I've done a lot of different things in the profession. And I'm continuing to do so. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. Oh, but. perfectly. And and I just want to add to that, you know, from my personal experience, that's what happened to me. A lot of people ask, what do you do with a sociology degree? What? Why would anyone get that degree? It's useless. Well, that's actually not true. What I learned no. with sociology is that you have to go out into the world. That's what you do with that degree. You go into society, you live, and you have to do different things. So, mm-hmm. you know, while I knew I wanted to travel, I knew I wanted to talk to people of different cultures and languages. So I did that. But, you know, I that took me away from having that traditional path where, okay, you graduate and then you work at what will be you know, you're for your company for, I don't know, five, 10 years. And that's where you're at. So I I needed that sort of flexibility, whereas Mm -hmm. I could go out, get the experience I needed. And then once I had it, be able to take my knowledge, my experience and pretty much create a job where, you know, I always call myself, I'm a language teacher, a language and culture teacher, but I don't know how many people would define themselves as such. I'm able to define myself that way because of the route I took, which was an alternative route to Mm -hmm. get that life experience in, um, in the field experience and then come back to school and say, okay, Look at me. This is what I have. What can I do with that? And I found teaching was where I can do everything with it. And I'm so happy about it. And I know there are so many more people out there who are like me, who seek that flexibility. And you said it. Your program's doing it. That's what it's here for. And it's great. I, I mean... I know so many teachers or future teachers, I always say, because they tend to be um, uh, the uh, parapros, you know, that that's how yeah. I came into the field as well, too. I started as a parapro and mm. eventually you see, oh, wow, I love kids. This is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep doing this. And from there, it just snowballs. You just, you know, yeah. love, you become yeah. a teacher and. We do have a lot of people that that have that are did that same route. They were working in a school setting as a paraprofessional, and they mm-hmm. thought, you know what, I, I can do this. I want to be a, I want to get a degree or a, a certification or a license in it. And and um, you know, it it is exciting. It is exciting. I think mm-hmm. um, I, I just love it, and I I'm very I'm very proud of our work, and I I I'm very proud of the people I work with, and and um you know what we offer and and we're always trying to do better just like you know in schools we should all be about that too always trying to be better for our students and we try to do that for our teachers and and our and the kids that we ultimately serve and Mm -hmm. so um but yeah i think i think again just to reiterate the people coming through our program when they enter the classroom not only, I mean, they really want to be a teacher. They've had other opportunities in their career mm. and they have chosen to become a teacher. They know that's they it. Want to do it. That's and, the and, point. And they really know they want to do it. And, and they're still a new teacher and they're going to have bumps. We all did. I mean, I worry to this day about the kids I taught in first grade my first year. Are they, are they reading? But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard work. It is and, very and, much and, so. Uh, but but as educators, we have to continue to hone our craft and and be better and better and better. We're never there. I used to say that we're never. If you there. like a challenge, education is the field yeah. for you. You will be learning all you of your life. You will be learning. And the more, you know, the medical field learns about how we learn and the brain and the more then that translates to how we teach. And, you know, it's very, to me, it's exciting. It is. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, all right. Thank you so much, Pamela, for joining me here today on Free the Tongue podcast. You gave a wealth of information and a wealth of knowledge to be shared. It was a pleasure speaking to you today, and I look forward to continuing through your program. Well, and I look forward to hearing how you're doing, so keep in touch. And um, it's, it was a real honor to be asked to, to join you today, and um, you know, I, I'm very honored, so thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, guys, you can check out this podcast on all streaming sites. You know, you can go to my website and make sure you check out my Instagram at English Language Development and follow for more updates. All right, folks, that's all for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast brought to you by English Language Development Services, a podcast for teachers by teachers. folks that's all for this episode i hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast brought to you by english language development services a podcast for teachers by teachers